I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Our three-day core challenge is open now for you to join in. Sign up and you'll get direct access to daily core-focused classes. Yes, and they're both Pilates and yoga, mm-hmm. and they're really short, literally yeah. less than 10 minutes. Exactly. So if you think you don't have time to work out, then you're you wrong. <laughs> you do, because these are online, on demand. You can do them from the comfort of wherever you are, whenever you want. So come and join us for our three-day core challenge. Head over to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash core dash challenge and sign up. This is episode 275 on the Get Married Podcast. In just 25 episodes, we're going to be at 300. I'm wow. very excited about that. This episode, we're asking you the question, are you a shopaholic? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's really good timing to be talking about this subject as we head into the holiday season, Christmas. Uh, which I know has many different meanings for many people all over the world, but for a lot of people, really, it just means presents and stuff. Let's be <laughs> honest. It's a consumer-driven holiday. And a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> What's Christmas mean? I eat all the buffet. You might want to go ahead and listen to the binge eating episode, <laughs> if that one resonates. Uh, but no, we're talking more about the stuff and the presents. Yes, shopaholics, unite. <laughs> because oh, oh, I guess what could we call us? Because there's like we need like a, a shopaholics anonymous. So. But you're not a shopaholic. I would no, like, but you know how you're always a shopaholic. Once a shopaholic, you're always no, a shopaholic. no. I definitely disagree with you, Carla. A hundred percent, because you are a recovered shopaholic. That's what I mean. Yeah, but, you know, in, it was always a part of me. No, in the I, no, it's <laughs> not. It wasn't a part of you. Society made it part of you uh, or whatever, like our lives, Mm. our lives, Mm. you definitely were a shopaholic though and you had like a weird relationship with money and credit cards as in like when mum would pay your credit card, you would think it was free money, wouldn't you? I just didn't understand. Yeah. That's so interesting. We need to be taught this in school. You know, mum should have just said. No, but you know what's. No, this gets paid later. Yeah, but you know what's so crazy because. Credit card, what you feel like you're in credit. Yeah. So the, the banks give you this card. Hey, do you want two and a half thousand dollars to spend? But actually, you're but in debt. It's actually, hey, spend this money and you have to pay it back. And if you don't, we're going to charge you a heap of interest yes. on top of that. Yeah. So I really like it, it is all part of the brand of the credit card. Like there was a reason behind calling it a credit card. Oh, the because, psychological yeah, reason. Because, you know, otherwise it's a debt card. Which is yeah. what it is. Literally, that is what that is what it should be called. Uh, so yeah, I did have a strange understanding, a a deluded understanding of credit cards, and I think that that really did impact the way that I, like the way that I treated 
money, my relationship with money and specifically mum's credit card. Uh, And it was also something that was a very enjoyable experience and it felt really special. To go shopping. Yeah. Well, as we all know, well, maybe not as we all know, but when you do make a purchase, you get Mm. that little uh, dopamine (laughs) hit. It's like, ding! Yeah, so you like that feeling. But then might come the buyer's remorse Mm. where you feel deflated Mm. or regretful Mm. or why did I spend that? Like, I don't have that much money. Mm -hmm. Now I feel really sick and anxious and bad. And it can be this really unhealthy cycle Mm. of spending up, shopping then realizing i overspent my budget mm-hmm. now i have to uh now i don't have enough money for to ends meet for ends for to food. meet for food for necessities for, for bills. bills and you have this constant stress then mm-hmm. this is like we not only are we huge believers in living within your means mm-hmm. we're huge believers in even living below, below your, your means. means and not like not like as in like restricting yourself from what you want but Really, we value saving. Yeah. And I know uh, I've always valued saving, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been a saver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, like, one of those kids who all of a sudden I had, like, $5,000 in my bank when I was, like, how old? 14 or yeah. 15. 15. So cool. <laughs> and I was, like, this is for my car. Like, I knew him for my future car. <laughs> I, like, I didn't even have my license. I hated driving. Remember, like, yeah. on my L's, I hated driving, uh-huh. but I owned a car. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. And yeah, it, you bought a, a I, car before you had your license. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did. It was very cool. How weird is that? Like now that, that I think, car. now that I think about it, it's really cool. You had a little Daihatsu suit, yeah, on, so, a little sandy color. Was. Yeah, and it had no power steering. It was so hard to drive, but it was so it? small that it was like pretty easy. Such a cute car. Yeah, it matched me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So you were always a saver, uh, but I still loved shopping. You did, but you also. So when we're talking like when Mum used to take us shopping. When mum would go and say, oh, I'll buy that for Oh, you, yeah. When it was, like, for me. And because you would not really say what you want. Like, no. Like, you would not be like, I really want this. Whereas I was like, I really want this. I really, no, I would never. I would be like, I need this new dress. And mum would buy it for me. And you would get, like, quite angry about it. Well, because it would annoy me that she spends all her money on yeah, you. Yeah. And, like, excessive amounts of money yeah. sometimes. And I felt bad. Every time mum bought me something, mm. I almost would feel guilty. And I think it's because I was more aware of money struggles. Mm. Like, I heard mum and dad fighting about money all the time. Yeah, I don't remember this. Like, I like, hear- I know what it happened, but I obviously just chose to ignore yeah, it. Yeah, like, no, they- I was – and I was really aware of the struggles that dad would feel. Yeah, I think there was obviously an understanding – like, I knew – I knew we weren't going on any, like, extravagant holidays and I knew that, like – Sometimes, you know, I would, we would, I would actually always put like the home brand stuff in the trolley when we'd go shopping. I would always do that. I was never someone who was ashamed of a bargain. You know how sometimes as a kid you, you would know that some kids would be ashamed of having the cheaper brand or the not so good brand. I was never ashamed. I was more of a person. More is more. Even if it's the cheap one, like, yeah, <laughs> give me more. Oh, we're shopping at Best and Less? That's fine. Like, But then you also shopped at expensive no, shops I know. as well. So it was one extreme to the next. It was like I would shop at these, like, Target and Kmart, and then we'd go to these boutique stores and buy, like, 
all these extravagant dresses. And you know what I would do? This is like, I feel like this is a shopaholic to a T. I'd like open my wardrobe and like look at it and love it. And I would like color code it and I'd like, look at all my dresses. My friends would come over and they'd be like, oh my God, look at all of your dresses. And I would let them borrow them. And I would be like, yeah, you can borrow my dresses. I was the friend with the really nice dresses. And I find it, you know, like I as- loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, like, I and, but I love it too. Like I love that you're into that, and I think it's okay. Was. No, but Not anymore. No, but no. I think it's actually. My wardrobe now. No, but I think you could almost come, like you know, like to a next stage because mm. we'll go through the stage, I guess. Like we have before on many episodes, we talked about you know discovering minimal- minimalism and realizing that the obsession with stuff doesn't bring more joy; mm. it brings more suffering, mm. and that you know actually more isn't always more like we don't need to like be on this treadmill of like keeping up with trends we don't need to get the new even it's not just clothes I mean when we were young it was just clothes and the stuff we wear but then when you move out it's like your crockery it's your doona covers it's your pillows it's your cushions it's like no I need to update my dining table Uh and or like then it goes a step further like then I need to like buy a new house or renovate exactly. this entire house. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we definitely got this from our mum. And mum won't mind us talking about this because she's, you know, realised it herself mm. too. And she, our mum got it from her mum. Mm. And she really did never realised mm-hmm. it. Uh, but it's a, it's a real thing and it can really stop our happiness and our joy levels mm. and and it creates so much friction especially at home in relationships uh like for sure mm-hmm. if you're a shopaholic and your partner is not a shopaholic and if your money is joint or whatever or like impacts each other which mm. it does whether or not your money is joint or not like it still impacts each mm-hmm. other if you're mm-hmm. living together like that's a big deal and it's an unnecessary thing if you work through it mm. and stop being a shopaholic. <laughs> yeah, so I think the 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 starting point is being aware of this yeah, thing. Like and having a good hard look at yourself like, you and know, your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. And I guess looking at where you <laughs> and your wardrobe or anything. Maybe it's that you have an obsession with wine glasses or you just yeah. can't – you simply can't buy enough makeup or skin products. That is totally oh a thing. Oh, my God. The skin product The skin thing. product is a thing. I remember even when I would, like, do grocery shopping with mum, again, young, but I would still do this when I was older. I would go to, like, the health beauty aisle and just look at everything. Yeah. Just look at it all. What do I need? Do I need a new moisturizer? Like, oh, an eye cream. Like, mum's best friend told us we should use eye cream, like, from yeah. age 14. So, like, I was obsessed with, like, skin products as well. And I loved having heaps. Like, <laughs> I had a caddy, like, a wheelie <gasps> caddy. Oh, my. Of, of products. Nail polish. Nail polish. Makeup. So many nail polish. Skin cleansers. Everything. Like, just give me it all. I want a whole shop in my bedroom of it. <laughs> My God, it's actually insane. Obscene is the word. So, yeah, I think it's having a a moment of reflection to just look at your life and where you're spending your money because where we spend our money is telling us what we value the most Mm. in our life. So where are we spending our money? Also where we're spending our time is also a thing that tells us what we value. And 
I love that. Okay, so if it is your clothes and, <laughs> like, what do you value? Okay, you value your look and maybe you value fashion. I think, you know, there is that line where, like, you know, fashion is creative, it is art, mm. it is an expression of yourself, but it also can be damaging to other areas mm. of your life, as mm. in, like, your money and mm-hmm. your uh, stability, which, like, impacts everything. So that's mm. when it's, like, you need to not be so into fashion and using your creativity that way Mm. but you can still be into it but maybe just not so much like don't buy so much like read about it and or repurpose stuff you already have yeah make be creative in what you already have which is to me the most creative thing you could do like that's creating something from what you already have oh and like hello we haven't even talked about this yet the whole sustainability thing mm. of fashion and especially fast fashion mm. and the fact that it's not even like the super cheap brands that are mm-hmm. fast fashion. Even more expensive brands mm-hmm. are fast fashion I too. Know. So, you know, now more than ever, more brands are getting on board with sustainability and talking about their mm. their ethics mm-hmm. and how they operate more. But it's still a big deal. And then so these brands, which are obviously more sustainable, more ethical, more expensive to make because mm. that is that is the truth. Like they're getting different fabrics which are not bulk made. They're not uh, using they're not cheap using, labor. Yeah, that's exactly. Like so horrible to me in a way. This actually helps with the shopaholicism. It's not a word. That's so true because if it's more expensive, then we think about it more. Like I, I do. I believe that i well i know i do if it's more expensive i will think three times maybe four times about it do i really want this do i really need this what is this going to bring to me what else can i wear with this what else can i do with this this kind of these kind of discussions a 20 dollar top oh yeah i'll get that yeah and then you'll get another one next week yeah and that is definitely i think it's better to buy quality as well so like yeah you spend more on a better quality piece that will last years instead of one season and only if you have the money to buy yes again within your means this is what what's that thing called that pay what do you that pay it later thing what is oh god there's so many things there's so many now there's so many but the first one was afterpay afterpay okay so if you have a real problem with afterpay get rid of it this is your intervention Mm. delete it from your app Mm. unsubscribe how i've never even had i don't even know what you do first because then you get interested yeah oh yeah pay it all off and then like have a break Mm -hmm. we've spoken to people who have real problems with this stuff like young people Mm. um i remember in the cafe mm. she was talking about it and it was a real problem she was really stressed and worried about it but she couldn't stop buying the dresses yeah and i think it's interesting because i know that this would have been a great thing for me back then you yeah. know when i was had my when i was addicted to shopping i would have loved this thing well it's like a credit card yes but you get like Products. easy approval yeah. like and it's only on certain things i'm actually in a facebook group purely for research because i've never had afterpay i'm Ooh. in a facebook group and it's like afterpay products or something i actually think i was doing research like for like our business like could wow. we use afterpay kind of thing we we wouldn't we can't we wouldn't need to but the things that people post in there is like, wow, like I just opened my Afterpay account and I've got an extra $1,000 in there. Has anyone else seen this happen? As in like their credit limit has gone up, <gasps> or I should say their debt limit has gone up. 
and they're really excited about it that they can now go and shop. See, that really, as someone who was born a saver, that makes me feel so anxious mm. and scared because, like, knowing knowing that and, you know, when you're shopping and when you're, like, in that mood of, like, I'm just spend happy, uh-huh. like, that's a frightening place to be and then you have that real down boom, that real downer of, like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have spent that. It's a similar feeling. I can I can assimilate it to – is that the right word? Yeah. To when I used to go out partying oh, and yeah. buy drinks for people and I'd be, like, really – what is that? Like, Generous. Uh, yeah. What did you just say? Spend happy but, like, round happy. Another round on me. Did like, you actually? You know, it was like, you know, when you would – you would feel yeah. like that because you yeah, feel really yeah. abundant. You're yeah, like, yeah. Man, I'm on top of the world. I've had like ten drinks and I feel really good. I'm just gonna like, I'm don't have work tomorrow. Just dead, like put it on my card. Do this, do that. Did you actually? I feel like it's like similar to that. Wow. See, I never was like that. I was like, <laughs> you're like oh, you're gonna buy me a drink? Great. <laughs> Well, it'd be like another all- round on you, right? See, this is like this is the world of um feminism that I'm like. In. Back then, I didn't know much about feminism. Yeah. All I'm the a boy- feminist, but you can buy me a drink. <laughs> but all the boys, you can buy me a drink. Yep, that's the man's job. Oh my! Oh my. But I know honest. so many guys. I knew knew I should say knew. I knew so many guys back then who would go into massive mm. debt. Credit card debt mm. simply from going out on a Thursday and Saturday night mm-hmm. and buying rounds of drinks. Yeah. For random girls. Yeah. Like, so, that's what it was. So this feeling of, like, they're spent happy. They're like, yeah, another round, another round. But it's because you're intoxicated yeah, as well. I know, it's so dangerous. It's just, but that's what I mean. <laughs> buying the things. If you feel kind of that intoxication from the shops. You're like, yeah. Oh, I've got the is. perfume, I've got the clothes, I've got the it headband, I need the shoes. Well, okay, like imagine this. When you when you are walking into a mall, like now I feel almost sick. Like, okay, so we have Pacific Fair here on the Gold Coast. Mm. It's a very like beautiful shopping centre really. Oh, there's you know? a billboard that says have a daycation You're and it's a Pacific kidding. Fair billboard. I You're drove past kidding. it the other day and I was like, what's a daycation? And then I looked closer and I was like, oh my, it's advertising pack fair. Gee. It's like I would call a daycation a day at the beach yeah. maybe. But in saying that, I remember when I was 16 and we came up to the oh Gold Coast my. and we got dropped off at pack fair for a day of shopping. It was the best day ever. <laughs> We'd come home with bags. My arms are so sore I know. carrying all the bags. Oh, but yes, when you walk into the shops, there's marketing getting thrown at you. There's bright lights. There's the perfumes, the smells, mm, the beautiful windows. You just can't stop looking at, and you feel kind of like, well, this is what I feel now. I feel like, oh my god, like I need all this stuff to mm. obviously be a good human. Mm. That's the that's the, the ability and the danger of uh, shopping and marketing. Uh-huh. Like that's the power of marketing. If you don't have the self-awareness, you get sucked in. And it's the power of the environment you're in. Yeah. You choose to put yourself in that shop. I know. And then you're the shopping centre. And then, look, you're getting affected by it. But, yeah, as you said, Emmy, it's really good that you, you can be aware of those feelings. Oh, there's those funny feelings, those same thoughts that come back in every time mm-hmm. that tell me I need the new dress, that tell me I need that outfit, that tell me I need the new leggings. 
And I mean, I'll walk past Lululemon and I want everything. Yeah, and I'll get something probably. <laughs> and I mean, like, we're not against owning stuff. Like, no. we love, sh- we do love, I love clothes. Mm-hmm. I actually wish I knew what clothes would look the best mm-hmm. on me so I didn't have to do the shopping thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's called, like, getting a stylist and, yeah. like, pick the clothes for me. Yeah, I wish I had that too. Yeah, like, <laughs> sometimes I feel like when I... You know what's even worse than being a shopaholic is when you actually want to – it's not worse. But you know when you want to buy something and you're ready – like you're like, I need a new dress for this occasion or I want one, not need, I should say. I want one. I know exactly what I want. Okay, I'm going to go find it. You've probably seen it before. Yeah. And then you go and you just can't find it. Or it looks terrible on you. (laughs) Or it's like you don't go shopping anymore. Like we barely go shopping. Yeah. And then it's like, okay – what do you need? What do we, you yeah. need? Like, okay, I really need a new pair of jeans. I need this jacket. Yeah. Like, you know, because you do need clothes. Yeah. To, otherwise, you should will be naked. Yes. And, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, pro- I will never be naked because I do have a full wardrobe. <laughs> you could but, do that if you wanted. But I needed a few things, and it is really frustrating. Mm. But this is where I think more mindfulness when it comes to shopping. Mm. So, yeah, like have your things that you need. Mm. Have your list. It's like don't go out just to go shopping mm. and you end up buying all this stuff that you don't really need. It's like, no, I know I need this, this, this. That's all I'm going to buy. Yeah, and I think another thing is like don't be afraid to take a bit more time. Yeah, have a think. Because I think sometimes we go in and we're like, oh, we have to get all the things and we have to tick all the things off and buy this and buy that. This is where I think online shopping has actually really helped me. Yeah. In that sometimes I'll go and – to the shops and be like, oh, I think I need that. Do I like this? I'm not sure if I really like it. I'm going to think about it. Mm. And then I'll think about it and then I might buy it online. And, and usually you get a discount, by the way. <laughs> if your first purchase. If your first purchase, like that is the usual opt-in. So that's a, that's a plus. But also I've thought about it longer. It's a more conscious decision rather Agreed. than just like buying all the things and thinking I need it. And then whereas online shopping can be really dangerous for some yes. people because it's like – Hey, I have 24 hours a day <laughs> access to the shop. Well, I do think, I do know that during lockdown, that was a real problem and a real thing for people oh, yeah. in that we had all this time at home to ourselves with a, a computer and an internet connection and and the shops were closed, but the online stores oh, were wide God. open. And I feel like what we really need to talk about is the obsession with uh, – Wait, it's contentment. That's what we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about how yeah, how to overcome it. Yeah, like how to move through this obsession with needing the the mm. next and best trend mm-hmm. of whatever it might be, whether it's clothing, housewares, um, whatever, whatever, even cars, like, even yeah, cars, books, like people. mobile phones. Yeah. Oh like, gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Technology. Uh, Technology is a big one. Yeah. And that scares me because the e-waste is huge. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about it because we've definitely described uh, if you're a shopaholic, you've been nodding along or if you're you're a recovered shopaholic, you're like, oh, that was me too. Uh, Or maybe you're like, maybe it's me, but I don't want to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's all right. It's It's all right. right. Uh, yeah, so how did we overcome it, I guess, and how do we continue to to remind ourselves in a world that is telling us that we need more, 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 that we need this brand and that brand and this dress and that dress and this perfume and that makeup and this skincare 
and this product and this house and this kind of life and these and brands. This linen and these curtains and this flooring and this And kitchen. this couch that is <laughs> an outrageous amount compared to this one that is um, not so much yeah. amount to, compared to the one you have at home, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, so what do wow. we do? How do we practice getting out of that mindset, that well well hole? <laughs> Wormhole. Wormhole and whirlwind. And whirlwind of feeling like to be a success. Because I guess I think this is this is really what it comes down to. We have this underlying belief that to be seen as successful, we need X, Y, Z. And we need to appear a certain mm. way, maybe. Mm-hmm. Where, where whether that's your clothes, the house you live yeah. in, the handbag you have, the car you drive. I mean, even I can talk about something. We all bumped into someone at coffee the other day and it was astounding, this, like, short conversation. What came out of her mouth, (laughs) a Mercedes car drove by, Mm. parked right near us. Mm. Oh, that's a nice car. Mm -hmm. Brand new Mercedes. That's a nice car. Someone walked by in a beautiful outfit. Oh, look at her outfit. She just looks amazing. Mm. I, I need something like that. All in between... What was meant to be a coffee catch-up conversation. It just was like, boom, one thing after another. And I realised then and there how far as individuals we've gone, Mm. like from not observing something and thinking I'm less than them. Because what I heard from her was I need that. Mm. Mm -hmm. I need that. Yeah. And I was firstly excited you don't think that. Oh, my gosh, so excited and realise that it's a sense of freedom. When you are not like that, when you don't look external to you and think you need to look like mm. that or you wear that mm. or own that, it's a sense of freedom and you can be yourself more. You have less suffering. You have less stress. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking about what you lack, you think about what you have, mm. which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I think that that's such a... What a, and I think it's such an interesting thing because I don't like I'm talking about future me, but now me, like I have the capability to buy a really nice car. I know I could buy a really nice car. I'm not going to do. No, <laughs> me either. Like, I have a, I I have a beautiful like brand new little Toyota Yaris. I love it. I know, it gets right? me from A to B. It's safe. I know. I don't need anything more. But than that, that also is like we our values, right? Like a car is a vehicle to move us about. Yeah, but I want to like I want to know like deep down, <laughs> is it really that much of a value to a lot of people? I know some people love yeah. cars. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, there are people who are car fanatics. They want the car. Yeah. They love the car. They love cleaning their car. They love making it shine. They very much value their yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. That's not me, and I don't know. Even yeah, if our it's cars, half the our population. cars are filthy. Yeah, I gotta wash that. Bin. I gotta wash my car it's too. Terrible. And yours smells like chino. <laughs> At least it doesn't smell like chino wee or poo on me. It <laughs> yeah, it's just dog wet dog. Gross. Uh, so yeah, that's what I want to know. Like I, because I don't think well, I think sometimes people think they value it. Well, I think they need to appear that they yeah. can afford yes. something like that. Like it's a brand. It's like a it's a badge of something. I feel more proud that I don't want it. 
Like, yeah. I feel more excited that I don't need to prove myself with a car. Well, I it's like I don't need to prove myself to anyone. Like that's Ever. yeah, and it, with anything. And I think that's a great place to be. <laughs> it's a really good place to be. That's another conversation. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the the practice that we can welcome in when we find ourselves feeling like we need this, that we need that, that I need another dress, that I need new shoes, that I need a new car, that I need, yeah, we've gone through the list, right? So how can we get ourselves out of that thought pattern that is really such, uh, we've, we've taught ourselves that we need more in order to be more? <laughs> I think a lot of the time it is simple mindset shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one big one is contentment, the practice of contentment mm. and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And also like really getting real with yourself. Like get real. Like let's let's get real. Mm. <laughs> if the world was going to end in two weeks. Mm. Quite possibly could. It could, you never know. If you remember that we're not here forever mm. and that also means the people you love your most favourite people, your most cherished people, they are not here forever. Does all this stuff become important Mm. or less important? Mm. And I think that's what helps us when we get in touch with reality. Mm. So true. It's like let's get real for a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm actually working my life away. This might not me, but, like, if you are, like, what do you do for work? Do you love your work? Okay, you're swapping your time for your money and then you're choosing to spend your money on this excessive amount of stuff. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, something's wrong there. Mm -hmm. If you're complaining about your work and you're still spending up big, like that's a time to check in. So it's like having the awareness and checking in with yourself, getting real with yourself, realizing that more is not more, that more does not make you a better human. Or happier human. Your brand that you wear with your on your handbag it doesn't make you a better human mm. or a happier human. Yeah, and I think it's like the reasoning behind your purchase. Like for me, a handbag needs to be good quality and it needs to last because I don't yeah. want to go shopping for a new one. And I want but it I to don't break. care what the brand is. Yeah. I care what it's made of and I care like how it's made and where it's made. Yeah. But I don't really care if it's some massive brand or not some designer brand i don't care what the brand is. i actually am rather against designer brands Mm. like i just see that as everything that's wrong with the planet now (laughs) like i do question because why is one handbag five thousand dollars and another three hundred yeah because and it's like exactly the same on paper on material yeah i mean it's it's amazing business we can we can admire the brand yeah uh the we can really admire that from a business perspective, yeah. but I'm not one to get sucked into that. Mm. Uh, it's it's a really interesting topic and it's connected to humans' psyches. Mm. It's a psychological thing. Mm. Uh, it's whatever you grew up with as well, like that yeah, impacts you. Yeah, so I think when we're talking about like acceptance uh, and contentment, of like everything that you have I think a really easy way to to begin to feel that because it's not as simple as being like I accept what I have I am contempt like content I said content I thought you said contempt you are not contempt (laughs) I know what that is now because like I've been watching so many like law movies Uh contempt of court (laughs) uh 
you were content, which is confusing because there's also the word content. I know. And they're spelt the same. If you, like, don't speak Maybe English. Maybe contented. That sounds awful, though. It's is a, that a word? It's an awful word. It no, sounds so bad. Feeling contented. No, no contentment. contentment. Yeah. I feel contentment of what I have. So there's this acceptance and contentment of what you have. How do we get there, though? And I think the easiest way to get there is gratitude. Yeah. Like, of realizing what we already have in front of us and realizing that what we have is already in abundance of what we need. It's already excessive. If you're yeah. listening from Australia, which most of our audience is listening, if you live, like, a privileged life, yeah. even if that is middle class, it's privileged. Yeah. Like, we have enough. Yeah. Uh, more than enough. And it, but I also want to add, it's okay to want more for your life. Yes. But it's really important to check in if it's, like, what it is. I, of course it's okay to want more. Yeah, but what are you wanting? Yeah, it's not clothes. <laughs> is the, that thing that you want more of when you get it, because you could easily get the thing that you want. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel good? Do you feel better? Do you feel happier? Do you feel more alive? Or do you feel like, now I have this thing to clean, and now I just want another one. Now there's a new iPhone. I better go get that one. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you just want to hop off the hamster wheel mm. once and for all and still know and still know that you can still dress really nicely, yeah. you can still drive a great car, you can still have the newest mm. mobile, but maybe you don't need the next model straight mm. away. It's like keep that yeah, one for have like, a few years. You wait like three models. Yeah. I think we waited, we had sevens and then we yeah. upgraded to 11. So we waited four models. Yeah, wow. Uh, it's just like connecting and being more conscious mm. and then as well acknowledging that environmental issues mm-hmm. i think that's a really big one if you're into climate we all are into climate i hope you are <sighs> we all should be uh and i mean i'm not going to say i'm a greenie like i'm not there's so much more work i could do mm. but have that awareness in your mind when you do shop mm-hmm. and that'll help you too it's like wait a minute like this is making an impact yeah. on the environment. This mm-hmm. purchase is making an impact. Even though it might be small, even though it's nothing to you, it adds up from a worldwide perspective. So true. Hmm. <laughs> I like this episode. Also, one last thing. Oh. Uh, I think another one is, you know, especially like the clothes and the brands, it's that concentration on the external and how others perceive us so it's external validation oh they won't they won't be they won't be my friends unless i wear this that's not the clothes just that's the car that's the house oh yeah renovation that's even like what where what coffee cup you drink out of yeah so true and also like, I know there comes, a like, there's a line, like, okay, so you're in a corporate job maybe. Yeah, like, you do need to dress a certain way. Unfortunately, like you, you, you can't do. You can't wear, like, jean shorts and flip-flops and, like, uh, your shirt from 10 years ago. Like, you, maybe you can maybe now. You sh- maybe you can now because you're working from home. Yeah. And maybe, hey, maybe you should just try and see. Maybe they'll <laughs> see like anyone it. anyone actually even says anything. Because I remember when I worked in government, right at the end, I would wear Lululemon. my Lululemon three-quarter pants. They weren't tight. They were, like, more, like, baggy. They're, like, cargo pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I would wear little slip-on ballet flats 
and like a knit. But you looked really cute. Looked adorable. And no one questioned it. One time someone was like, is that a Lululemon brand? And I was like, no. <laughs> Definitely yes. not an upside down new thingy. Nope, it was. I had them as one well. Time we I was like, maybe them. I should colour it in. Like, oh my so God. no one sees it. But then I just didn't care and then I quit. So That's so funny. Oh, honestly. Yeah, so go ahead and try that because no one questioned me. I worked in corporate government job. <laughs> it was so comfy. <laughs> Lululemon, best pants ever. <laughs> but, yeah, you don't need every Lululemon pair of pants. No. Though. You know what? I don't want every Lululemon no. pair. Some I do not like. Some I find are very not – they just don't look good on me yeah. and they don't feel good on me. Also, you just don't need them. Yeah. I'll only wear one type. <laughs> Aligns. Uh, if you're wondering, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's an interesting thing to just check in on, like, why are you buying the thing? I think that's a great yeah. question to ask. Why am I buying this? Is it for me or is it for something else? Is it for a per, like for how I want to be perceived? Ooh, is and it, yeah. is it so I fit in? Exactly. Like check in your and reasons. Inverted commas, guys. Fit in. Yeah. Fit in. <laughs> Let's end where we started. Just quickly talking about Christmas and shopping for other people. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, I should have talked about this more. Yeah. Ah. Uh, like, I don't know, maybe chat with your people and decide to make a change if it's time to make a change. If the presents are excessive, mm. check in and create a budget. If the presents put too much pressure on someone because maybe they have less money, tell them it's okay that you don't buy presents. Yeah, or, yeah, budget is a great idea. Yeah. Even if it's, like, you know, it's not a big budget. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say what amount because big, little is all It doesn't big, matter doesn't what matter. budget. But I think a budget is always a good idea because it really can create anxiety, especially if you're if you're in a relationship where you don't have open communication about money and like gifts. Because I know. I remember when I was like in my first relationship, it was almost felt like we had to outdo each other. Yeah, I'm gonna get the best present. Like I'm gonna get this, 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 and like more, 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 more yeah. was more. I know for sure. I actually, and like, it hate that now. It made me feel really sick and I would feel really ill about it and I would spend all this money and I would feel bad about spending all my hard-earned money on someone else. And I was like, why am I even doing this? Yeah, so it's like the present was not about love. No. It was about something awful. It was like, you will think I'm the best girlfriend because I bought you these presents. So that's awful, it's really. Like, it's like that's what? missing the whole point. It's Christmas should – holidays should be about love and just spending time. Well, I remember life. I was in a relationship where he would buy excessive mm. presents for me, mm. but he never had the money. So it would be like he would buy a laptop, but it would probably be his mum and dad's money. Which so is- I would always feel bad because <laughs> I'm like – Thanks, Thanks for my great present, but I know you probably didn't buy this. Yeah. I remember he bought me a holiday once and, like, he literally hadn't paid it off, like, the day we were going and his mum and dad had to do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is. Yeah. And that's because, yeah, he thought that how to buy your love and attention was yeah. through a, a material thing, which is not – the case. It's not true. I, t- I it's tell not you what, real. relationships really bring up a lot with money. And I tell you what, I've been in many different relationships with people who have different amounts of money and different relationships with money. And it's such an interesting mm. 
thought mm-hmm. and just to to see how humans interact with money like i really quite enjoy observing and yeah. and also going through my stuff of knowing that money does not equal happiness mm-hmm. that more is not more that you don't need all that so you don't need to tick all these boxes that you've you've put on your list that you need to tick all these boxes. Actually, you might not need to. I think the best thing, the best lesson that we've ever had was being young and having, you know, good jobs, as in good jobs, high-paying jobs at a very young age, then quitting those jobs and not having much money, yeah. then building a business to quite a lot of money and then stopping that part of the business and starting a new business and running out of money yeah, and then building a stable business with limitless growth and now we're at that place. Yeah. And I think what has been the biggest lesson from these peaks and troughs, these ebbs and flows, these highs and lows and these abundance amounts and then nothing, like zero, literally zero, guys, we're not – Actually, I'm going to say minus because we had to borrow money. Oh, that was a bit stressful. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the happiness I know. level was not that much. The, the happiness level wasn't even higher when it was in abundance. The time when we had the minus was like, oh, crap. <laughs> How are we going to figure this out? And we figured it out and it was a great lesson for us. Yeah. But I wasn't unhappy. I wasn't. Like, I was stressed and, and, like, I would not recommend running out of money. I would recommend making sure you have things in place and you have cash flow forecasts, and we can talk about this on another episode. But I wasn't unhappy. I know. (laughs) And that I think that is a great lesson that money does not equal happiness. Mm. And I know people throw it around. They say that up to $100,000 – in an annual salary, like your happiness will grow. Yeah. But as soon as you hit that 100K mark, no further happiness. Actually, the more money you have can mm. actually create unhappiness. I think that's such a broad subject. Can't really just say it's the money. It's no. probably like the stresses that came with more of that money, yeah. which as in like the work you're doing yeah. or like, I don't know, whatever. But interesting. Mm. And I'm definitely not going to agree with that because I know that – when I was earning 80 plus K in the government and then I went to earning yeah. zilch yeah. in the business. I was way happier leaving There's that There's too job. many variables. Yeah. yeah. It's so like, much happier. It's like actually how you earn your money is more important. Mm. Mm-hmm. So true. And I love Than that. the amount of money you have. So true. Ooh. And, you know, next week let's talk more on like earning money. I think this is an interesting thing to talk about. And like, you know, I feel in this – kind of world that we're moving into especially with what's happened yes. this year is that our jobs are less stable in what we thought were stable jobs which we always knew no job is stable guys like governments can just like tumble and you be made redundant this has happened before but you f- you kind of feel like oh i've got this full-time paying job it's stable now what has covid and the pandemic showed us no it's not and also like Maybe that whole, like, idea of stability Mm. has been a reason for you staying in a job that you actually don't like. And maybe it's time to check in and be like, hey, wait a minute, everything can change in an instant. Whatever I knew before is not true now. Mm. So maybe it's time to think a little broadly, Mm. differently. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. 
Next week, we're going to talk about multiple income streams and how to, to bring them into your life. Not so you can shop more. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you can create financial freedom exactly. and, like, I don't know, just freedom. Freedom. Create so you freedom. can really create more stability. Also, and it's not about MLM. No offense if you're a multi-level marketer. That's not what we're talking about. Absolutely So not. don't worry, we're not trying to rope you into anything. I like that you thought that people were, though. No. People would. Think yeah, think maybe. God, no, guys. We're like, we're we're like hard no. It. It's like a hard no. Any messages we've ever received, hundreds of them, please stop sending them to us. Uh, I even got one the other day. I just deleted it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but we're just not into multi-level marketing. I'm so happy for you to do it if that's what you do and that's your jam. Go do it. Be amazing. Don't ask me to do it because I'm going to say no. <laughs> Boom. All right. <laughs> okay, but next week I'm really excited to talk about Me too. I'm already excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.